Blog Talk Radio. Let's go. Let's go. I wish your life, man. I know a lot of people that are scared to gon' die Couple of us thinking they'll be living in the sky While I'm here living, man, I gotta ask why What am I here for? I gotta figure out Waste my life, no, I gotta make it count If Christ is real, then what am I gonna do about? Everything in Luke 12, 15, now it's 21 You really gotta go and check it out Paul said if Christ ain't resurrected We wasted our lives But that implies that our life's built around Jesus being alive And they gonna live and try to show the world why Christ is more than everything I'll ever try Better than pretty women sitting and living to get a minute of many women a minute to admire It ain't no lie, we created for Out of the dust, he made Matter of fact, better man, I know we got Christ You don't see his ways in my days and my nights You can hit my brakes, you can stop my life When I lost my rights, lost my life Forget the money cause it's all set ice The cost is Christ They can never offer me anything on the planet that's all set Christ Devil just can't hang with us Christian youth, them a stand with us Living and driven, giving a vision Propelling the commission he handed us London to Los Angeles The rap evangelist My daddy wouldn't abandon us I got a backpack full of jets And I keep a Johnny Max So are you ready to jam with us? So let's go Give me the word and let's go Persecution, let's go Tribulation, let's go Across the nation, let's go Procrastination, let's go Hung on the cross in the cold Down for the young and the old Can't take it, never know Heaven knows How many souls are going to hell and to heaven So we gotta go in together Whoa. You trying to figure out what to do with your life You make a lot of money, hope you're doing it right Because the money is God, you better see what it right And stay focused, you ain't got no ride Your life ain't wrapped up in what you drive The clothes you wear, the job you work The color of your skin, now you're Christian first People get to living for a job Make a little money, start living for a car Get them my wife, a house, kids, and a dog When they retire, they're living high on the hall But guess what, they didn't never really live at all To live is Christ, and that's Paul, I recall To die is dangerous, but Christ, we give it all He's a treasure, you can never find it, I'm all See your money, your singleness, marriage, talent, your time They will only you to show the world that Christ is divine That's why it's Christ in my rhyme That's why it's Christ all the time See my whole world is built around him He's a life in my life I refuse to waste my life He's too true to chase that ice Here's my gift of time Cause I'm constantly trying to be used to praise the Christ If he's truly raised to life Then this news should change your life If I can break you can put your faith in a place that rules your days and nights Yes
Well, I want to welcome everyone to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. How's everyone doing? Friends and family of Five Smooth Stone, I want to thank y'all for all of these years. Ever since 2011, we've been doing this. So I'm so thankful to all of the listeners and um, supporters of Five Smooth Stone. So, um, and I do mean, I hope everybody's doing uh, great tonight. Hopefully, you're doing great tonight. And uh, y'all know I'm doing 15 things here at one time, as usual. But, um, uh, I want to just remind everybody that uh, we're going to be doing these uh, public shows every two weeks, and then uh, in between we'll be doing family shows. We're kind of getting a little confusion. Some people are thinking we're doing public shows and we're doing family shows. Well, it's, it's very simple, folks. Every two weeks we're doing these family shows, and then uh, every other week we're doing uh, um, a, a public show. So tonight is public. Next week could be family and then just just like they're flipping in and out and so i do see people already on the phone lines as well as in the chat room and i just want to thank everybody for again stopping by and checking us out we really appreciate the support uh friends over the years and family we've had a family show now for almost i guess it's been like uh over a year now uh a year and a half almost and so i just want to just shout out to the Douglas Kennedy family listen tonight. We really appreciate y'all being in the house and um and checking out the show tonight. So speaking of the show tonight, what's happening tonight? I'm sure some of y'all are wondering that what's happening tonight. Many of you called the phone number and you did not um um call the uh many of you called the phone number but you did not call the uh just bear with me here, I'll make a little adjustment. You did not check out the uh Ed Nisbell page or you didn't get a text or you didn't get an email or anything so you don't know what's happening tonight so uh, I'll tell you what kind of, I gotta make one little adjustment Let's, I wanna, I want y'all to hear something and then I'm gonna be right back to read the show's description and to get this party on the road so um, let me do it like this tell you what boy you get to doing these shows and you just look up and you're forgetting things but tonight family I must say this you have an exciting show. I worked hard uh, to get this one to you, and it is going to be, uh, we will not waste your time tonight, especially if you're a young person. Also, if you have young people around, this will be a wonderful time to invite them to listen tonight because I'm telling you, tonight's going to be one of those shows where you're going to get the experience of three very seasoned people. My wife is in the house. She is going to be coming on shortly and also got a friend all the way in Ohio that's going to be joining us as well. So um, I'm going to give them, give them a little time to come, and we'll be right back, folks. i got to take a little short break. Y'all bear with me, okay? All right? Having a little trouble getting my guests on the line, so let me get them on the line, and I'll be right back.
kid in the world. This kid's going to be somebody better than anybody ever knew. And you grew up good and wonderful. It was great just watching. Every day was like a privilege. Then the time come for you to be your own man and take on the world, and you did. But somewhere along the line, you changed. You stopped being you. You let people stick a finger in your face and tell you you're no good. And when things got hard, you started looking for something to blame, like a big shadow. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that, and that ain't you. You're better than that. Well, anyway, folks, again, welcome to another episode of Five Smooth Stones. That's the network. 
and we're doing a special show tonight. We not we are not doing a family show, so family, you're listening. You're more than welcome to Douglas Kennedy. Family is more than welcome to check out the show tonight, but we're definitely not doing a show tonight, so this is not a family show. This is not G-rated, a PG. We don't know who's going to call the line. Somebody may call in family, maybe not, so just, you've been warned, you've been warned. But tonight, here is what's coming your way tonight. I typed this earlier for those that didn't get the memo. I said, uh, tonight, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, March 17, 2017, join host Seth, that's myself, and co-host wife Arlene and guest Purcell Porsche. Some of y'all didn't get to uh, actually put his name in there. On, uh, excuse me, on Five Smooth Stone as they welcome you to a hot but relevant episode. Tonight, we'll center stage on current challenges and solutions facing young, young America. Tonight, many youth today, excuse me, y'all, today many youth are full of questions and doubt and uncertainty. Uh, Just to name a few things, the true intentions of their new president, identity issues, family conflicts, there's a lot of uncertainty and questions and doubt around that. Old-fashioned spirituality or religious expression versus new ones. Here's a good one. Unhealthy social media behavior. A lot of young people confuse as to what to do on the internet, what to do with this social media. Sexual preference. Homosexual is an all-time high among young black kids. We still haven't touched our white brothers and sisters, but we're getting there. Very, there's a lot of confusion around sexuality. We're going to be talking about it tonight. Here's a good one, materialism. A lot of our young people is caught up in money, allowing money to define them. A lot of them are propped up on how much you can get, and they think that's what really life is all about. And then there's new health concerns. New health concerns. Never in our life as African Americans have we seen so much diabetes among young people, not to mention all kind of other other illnesses having to do with their diet and lack of vegetables. Violence. Violence and more violence all around them. Not everybody is dying. Some people is just getting, you know, other types of violence. Peer pressure and pop culture, or what we call popular culture, etc., etc. Tonight we look at uh, tonight we look to the Father for solutions, uh, be it through His universal laws or even common sense uh, by the Holy Spirit. We're definitely looking for a solution tonight. So that's what's happening on the show tonight, family. We're all about solutions. And when I say family, I'm talking about the universal family tonight. I'm not just talking about the Douglas Kennedy folks. I'm talking about everybody. we all family on this planet, and we got some young people, and they are definitely asking questions. They're confused. They're um, asking some very hard questions that even some of our churches can't answer. But let's do this. Let's go and go to the phone lines and bring on the, my co-host, which is my wife, Arlene. Uh, let's do this right now, folks. Erico 513-602. Arlene, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got a little echo. So we'll have to work on that little echo here. Uh, and so, Arlene, so how are you doing, Arlene? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Let me get in a better position. Okay. 
y'all folks, we're in the same room. It's like y'all, everybody know about the rule. The rule, you have to have so many feet. And I thought she was further away from me, but she had to get a little bit further. So anyway, Arlene is here tonight, and I know uh, many of you um, with Five Smooth Stones is not uh, a stranger. She's not a stranger to you. Arlene have done all types of shows, and um, she have. Uh, she actually did the first couple of shows with me. We did one on righteousness. Arlene was instrumental in talking about righteousness because there's a lot of confusion among our brothers and sisters that uh, uh, that's claiming this Hebrew heritage, their new identity, that they really is their old identity. They're rediscovering who they are in the scriptures, and they're stuck on this law. And we talked about righteousness. She did a very good job. And then we came back and talked about Bible leprosy. And we talked about several other things that Arlene has really contributed. So anyway, Arlene, just go ahead and uh, just say hello a little bit. Uh, to, to everybody tonight, and then I'm gonna. After you are done with your little intro here, I'm gonna go to Mr. Purcell Porsche, who's also in the house. Okay, let me know how I'm sounding to see if I'm far enough away. Is that okay? Yeah, you you're fine. Okay, great. Um, just want to welcome everybody tonight, and I just wanted to say that I'm coming to talk just as you know, a woman of faith, a woman of God, as a mother, as an aunt, as a sister, uh, you know, as a grandmother even, you know, just to reach out and touch young people and give them something to hold on to, to help them to get a vision uh, of victory for their lives so that they're able to fulfill the purpose that God created them for. So I just wanted to be that voice that speaks encouragement and motivation into the lives of young people tonight. And that's what we're doing tonight. She's absolutely right. We're talking about solutions. This is not just about beating up on young people or anything like that. Folks, listen, these are our young people, and they are really, really, some of them, some of them, I would say most of them, to be honest with you, they really has a lot of questions. There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of people not clear on things that some of us have been clear on all of our lives and most of our lives because of our upbringing. But let's do this. Let's go in and bring our, our guest, uh, uh, who is also in the house, Mr. Percia Porsche, all the way in Ohio. So let's take a plane or a bus or, or something. And here we go. Area code 513. Two one three uh Purcell Porsche, are you there? I am here. Can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear you just fine, sir. Say hello to Arlene. <laughs> hello, Arlene. Hey there, how you doing, Purcell? I'm doing fantastic. If I was doing any better, I'd be a twin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's always good to hear your voice. Always, likewise, always. Likewise. And now, Purcell, while we think the world of you and, um, you know, and et cetera, a lot of people don't know who you are, so I want to introduce you, and then I want you to tell a little bit about yourself. People should know who Arlene is. She has done shows before with uh, on this Five Smooth Network, Five Smooth Stone Network. So uh, I'll say this much about Purcell, folks, and y'all know me. I'm not going to have nobody on the show, number one, uh, that don't, have something strong to say in uh, of substance, and and most of my guests are God fearing. Don't always have to be. Uh, sometime I want people on that's not God fearing. I want all types of people on the show, and I invite them just to see what different people angles they're coming from. But Purcell is one of those that fear the Father. He definitely fears the Most High, and he is a man of character. And he uh, he is one of those men in my life that I look up to where, with regards to 
his marriage. And I don't look up to, to a lot of people now, folks. I'm very picky about this, this topic because I don't think a lot of men have a lot of good marriages. I just don't. I think they're together, and they may have been together for 20 and 30 years, but I don't mean I. they get my stamp of approval or what I think the father loves. But this man right here loves hard. And he loves his wife, Irene. And uh, maybe I don't know if we're here from Irene tonight. I don't know if she's close by anything. But Priscilla's married to Irene, uh, Porsche, and uh, just good friends of the family. We raise kids together. We coach kids together uh, up in Cincinnati. And he's a minister of the gospel, but you never know because he don't throw it around. He's not one of those that's talking about Rebness and Rebnet. He just... Is a homeboy. If you don't catch yourself, you'll think just that. He's just another homeboy. But he does have the word in his mouth, and he has a word for you tonight. But I'm going to let Priscilla tell you a little bit about himself and maybe what church he's affiliated with or whatever he wants to share. And then uh, we're going to get into this topic. Uh, uh, again, serious challenges and solutions facing young America. Go ahead, Priscilla. Let them know a little bit about you that maybe I skip or missed. All right, all right, all right. Wow, what a loaded, loaded topic. That is awesome. Um, I'm actually really excited about this topic. I'm very passionate about this topic because, like Seth said, I'm a father myself. Um, I have actually four children of my own, and my wife has four of her own. So together we have eight children. Um, three of which uh, have moved on and uh, one in the military, serving in the Army. Uh, my oldest son also served in the Army and got out, did a year in Afghanistan, yep. um, said he didn't like it. He didn't understand why we were there, which I didn't either. Um, at any rate, that's, that's a whole other topic right there. But, um, yeah. yeah, and uh, then I have uh, – some younger children who are coming along, who are we still uh, um, rearing them in the admonition of the Lord? Absolutely, um, it's so important today to teach your children uh, the importance of not religion, but relationship. Relationship. There you go. That is my number one thrust for my children is for them to know him for themselves. Um, Now, of course, we know that we can never fully exhaust the Prince of Peace and the Rose of Sharon and this Lily of the Valley that we talk about. We can never exhaust him because uh, our brother Paul wrote 26 books of the New Testament and still said that I may know him. Imagine that. You know, so yeah, so it's this this is an exciting topic. This is a very touchy topic. Um, you know, especially with all the homosexuality and like you said the uh, the identity crisis that's going on. Oh um, yeah. The health big health epidemic. Um, but of course, like he said, we're going to get into those things, um, right? You know, um, so that's kind of that's kind of who I am. Um, I've been affiliated with the ministry for uh, one particular ministry that I'm 
a part of right now. I've been there for 13 years. Um, I'm committed to Christ. I'm committed to my family. I'm committed to my wife. I'm committed to my children. I'm committed to success, um, whatever that looks like for you. Um, I'm just, I just, I'm just running on at this point to see what the end's gonna be. Um, and I'll finish with this. Um, there is a particular scripture that really blesses me that comes out of the book of Proverbs. Um, I quote this to my children often. Um, actually, there's two. One is Proverbs 3 and 5, um, um, which says, um, Lord, have mercy. My, my, uh, Lord, my, help me out here, Seth, for a second. My, Proverbs, I, I'm drawing a blank here. Well, uh, Proverbs, Proverbs 3, and 3 and 5. Proverbs 3 and 5. I'll get it here. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not to thine own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Um, Amen. Amen. Yes. And, and my <laughs> other scripture that I've so in love with is also found in the book of Proverbs, the 16th chapter and the 7th verse, which reads as follows. It says, when a man's ways please the Lord, he will make even his enemies to be at peace with him. I like that. You know, so, say, say it so again. Say that one again, of, please. And, and, and folks, I know he's still doing his intro, but I just want to see for briefly, Purcell, if you don't mind. Uh, folks, you might and this ain't just for young people. You know, truth is really doesn't have an age to it. This can help a lot of us older people because a lot of us older people is really losing a lot of hope, to be very honest. And a lot of us are discouraged. And a lot of those same issues that I read out about young people is facing some of us older people. So I uh, encourage anybody under the sound of my voice, friends and family of Five Smooth Stones, please write some of these scriptures down. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, the Bible says the truth shall make us free. And that's what we really need about now is a lot of freedom. So the first scripture he read was from, just just in case you want to write this down, it's Proverbs 3 and 5. Proverbs 3 and 5. Okay? Mm-hmm. And now uh, Priscilla's talking about uh, Proverbs 16 and 7. Proverbs 16 and 7. But go ahead and finish up with the intro, Purcell. Okay, I'm glad you said that word hope because that's pretty much um, where I'm at. Uh, the Bible said hope, def- hope deferred makes the heart sick. So enough about I can go on with scripture forever. Um, that's pretty much Which is a my good lifeline. thing. <laughs> yeah. That's a good thing. That's my lifeline. But um, – Yes, yes uh, it is, all so right. that's that's pretty much who I am. Um, I heard, uh, I believe it was Carlton Pearson said, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who can <laughs> save anybody. Amen. And, uh, Amen. Amen. Well, listen, Priscilla, again, I want to thank you for coming on the show tonight. Uh, this is a very busy man. He's always just working and just doing this, that, and the other. Priscilla is a very, very busy man. But one thing I tell you, again, he's really busy with 
having a good relationship. If y'all ever, uh, maybe he'll share some of his secrets tonight because he is a lover. This is one man that is a lover for sure. Am I right, Arlene? <laughs> You're right. Definitely. He's a lover. <laughs> <laughs> so, in, like anyway... <laughs> So anyway, again, uh, I see some people coming into the show. Again, folks, uh, those of you coming in just now, uh, we're going to be talking about serious challenges and solutions facing young America, and we're going to be talking about everything that we can think of. Well, uh, well, not everything, but a lot of the biggest challenges we can think of. That's Everybody, each one of us will probably speak what's on our heart and what we feel is some of the biggest challenges for our young people and, and try to not just mention problems, we definitely don't want to just bring up more problems, but we want to also Amen. add two solutions, put some solutions out there. And that is That's what's right. happening tonight. That's what's happening tonight, folks. Uh, so I want to go ahead and start with Arlene you first, okay? I want to start with you first. And the biggest giant are the, I'm not going to say the biggest. See, there I go. That's what I think is the biggest. I'm pulling music (laughs) in the background. I always like that. But Arlene, uh, well, let's do it a little different. I'm going to actually back down on this one and let you go first. What do you think is the biggest challenge facing our young people? Our young people. When I say our, uh, again, because we have a lot of white listeners, Five Smooth Stone definitely have a lot of white listeners, for real. Uh, even have some up in, 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 in all over Europe, believe it or not. We may get a call tonight from London every once in a while we do. Lately, we haven't been getting that many calls, but we'll see. Um, but what do you, when, when I say our, I'm talking specifically about really, uh, black youth, okay, because this is the ones that, you know, that seem to be in the most trouble. Although our white brothers and sisters, their children is just as precious, and we need to give them as many sol- solutions and advice as we can when we come across them as well. But there tends to be a little bit uh, more of a challenge for African Americans because of racism. The, the, Systemic racism, I might add. I might add, among other things. So we, that's what we're focusing on tonight. All right. So when you go to the ER, they always ask you what, what's your pain level, and they work on the people in the most pain. And I believe, without a shadow of doubt, young people in America are all under siege. But I really think African Americans are the ones that need, whose pain level is probably the highest. So. Arlene, what's on your heart Absolutely. with regards Absolutely. to uh, you think it's going to be something that's going to be the heaviest on African-American children? Well, I mean, that's that's a huge, huge question. But I think that when I think about what, what burdens me, uh, it's more what I can see in the natural that could be missing from uh, the horizon is there's no uh, – what I call a scaffolding or some sort of a structure that provides uh, a support or a framework for them to be able to grow and to learn and to thrive and to make mistakes and to get back up and to continue to grow and to learn. It seems like in the natural that is missing because uh, we don't have uh, the infrastructure to provide uh, those necessary venues for them to grow. Let's say, for instance, uh, if we had companies and if we had factories and places for them to go and, and get their initial job, get their initial work experience, get that experience of what it is uh, to be um, oh. mo- uh, working for someone, you know, 
uh, and to grow and to aspire to do better. They don't have that in the natural, and I'm talking about the masses because I know there are a lot of people out there that got it going on. You know, they went to Harvard and Yale. They have degrees. Their kids go to college, and they live in the suburbs. They have these five and six hundred thousand dollar homes. So obviously, I'm not really talking to you. I'm talking to more of the masses because the masses are those people who are the common folk who have to do the regular work to make sure everything works properly in society. Mm-hmm. So I so I think in the natural, that's a huge thing that's missing. A lot of young people are falling through the gaps because either they have some issues uh, with either learning, maybe they didn't get their education, maybe they didn't even get a GED, uh, maybe they have a little uh, something on their record. So there are just a lot of obstacles. So in the natural, there are some things that are missing. Uh, but, of course, there's always that spiritual realm. Uh, and unless we're informed on how to pray for them and how to protect them and how to motivate them and provide for them, uh, then that could go missing as well. So I think that what we have to do is be spiritual, but then also address things in a natural sense, if you know what I'm saying. Right. I do know what you're saying. I do know what you're saying. And, folks, I'm telling you all tonight, again, the show is not just for young people. We're just talking about our young people. Maybe some of us older people can take the wisdom from the show and, and use it, maybe, perhaps. And, we, by the way, we don't claim to know it all, folks. Listen to me. Please, no. please, please listen to us tonight. We're just three parents, three parents that have had some success. Yeah. I'm telling you, there's folks on this line that have won some battles. There's also mm-hmm. some folks on this line that have lost some battles. I mean, lost mm-hmm. some battles. The enemy mm-hmm. got the best of us, and we went away licking our wounds and <laughs> crying to the Father for direction. And that's what you got in line, just some regular, everyday people. We have good a good friendship uh, last over the years, and I have uh, seen a lot of growth in both of these people, two of my favorite people on the planet. So tonight, tonight. March the 14th, 2017, Purcell Porsche from Cincinnati is on the line. Arlene Turner is on the line here with myself and Forward, And we're just simply sharing about some successes, some things that the Father has showed us over the years that have really, really blessed a lot of young people. And so that's what we're doing tonight. But I, I, I promise you, friends and family of Five Smooth Stones, that it's not just an age-sensitive type of thing. The the laws, the precepts that we're going to share tonight, the word that we're going to be sharing tonight, anybody could use it, and we better be using it. And where we don't use these words, the word, where we don't use God, where we don't use God's word, that's when we have trouble. That's when we have problems. That's when life becomes complicated. So we're just trying to encourage uh, not just the young people, but everybody to just pursue. God's heart, number one, and uh, we know what he wants, and we know what what pleases him by his word. So, Arlene, open up with the thing that's, go ahead. Seth, okay, what I'd like to do, if you don't mind, to provide some sort of a structure, is if we can consider the list that you provided as if a young person had asked us a question about each one of these topics, and perhaps we could sort of address it. Um, you know, everybody kind of lends something to the topic and kind of move through it That's in that good. way. That's good. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, okay. that's exactly that's exactly where we was headed with that. We was already headed that okay. way. But thank you. I don't even think I shared that with you, but we were we definitely was gonna put that out there. In other words, she's just saying these various topics I mentioned. We're gonna have someone as though they're asking a question, and maybe those of you on the phone lines, if you have any questions, you don't have to be a young person. You may ask on behalf of young people. Don't forget to press one. Press one if you're on the phone lines with a question or comment. If you're in the chat room and you have a question or comment, go ahead and type your question or comment, and I'll get to it as best I can, all right? Now, I must, uh, well, I won't even go there. Let me just go to Purcell, all the way in Cincinnati, Ohio. Purcell Porsche, tell me this. Yes, uh, <laughs> tell me this. What is it, the, the number one thing, as Arlene did, that you think is facing um, our young people, the biggest giant? That's facing African American teens. What do you think? They're in Cincinnati, you know. Cincinnati is supposed to be headquarters. If, I mean, or the home of police brutality. I mean, they're they're, they're number one. They talk about New York and L.A., but y'all have a serious problem with the police. Is that the issue there, or are there other issues there in that city, or in, in Ohio even? Because I know you're all around the day in the Cincinnati, Columbus area. What do you see there? What's going on with the young people there that you think is the biggest the biggest challenge? You know what? I tell you what. I think uh, the the common denominator, and this will probably sound like the oh I don't know maybe the uh, what do you say? What do you call it? I don't know. Maybe a typical answer. Um, okay. Something you hear most often, probably, um, but but I actually I, I I I really believe this. I really believe that it starts with parenting. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I really believe that. Um, I was actually, I don't recall exactly where I was one day, but there was a young lady with her son and the rest of her children trailing behind her. And um, she was turning around, screaming at them and yelling at them, cussing at them. You get on my nerve and da-da-da-da-da. I mean, just letting them have it. Okay. And I'm I'm looking at her thinking, wow, could she not handle them a little bit differently? Maybe a little bit softer, you know? Um, it almost, it almost, it really hurt my heart for real. Because now I'm gonna play devil's advocate here while you're talking, Purcell. Just bear with me, jumping okay. here. Okay. I'm gonna play play devil's advocate because I know somebody's okay. listening, they're thinking, what's wrong with the mother saying some harsh words to a son or daughter? What is that to you? So what words? You don't have to spell it out and say what she was saying, but was she cussing them out like you M F da da da? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She was all the ex- explicative, explicative. Yes. Um, and it was, it, was, it was really me being an African-American. Well, I'm not African-American. Me being a black man, um, I was really kind of taken back by it. I'm looking like, this is embarrassing. Number one, it's embarrassing the way you're handling our kids, you know, mm-hmm. and... What what I believe it does is it continues to perpetuate the cycle of the misperception 
of who we really are. You know, um, okay. and I think that has a lot to do with the two perception. You know, from others on the outside looking in. I always tell people, you never really know what somebody's going through. You never know. You know, so how dare you? The Bible says, there go I, but by the grace of God. So how dare you look down your nose at anybody? Mm -hmm. You know, Um, however, I think we need to do a better job affirming our children. Because. Okay. Because. Can I jump in? Sure. Anytime. Okay, what I'd like to jump in and say, I 100% agree with you on that. Mm -hmm. And that's one of those kind of a long-term goal because it would take a whole lot of uh, planning and programming and whatnot to capture, uh, to throw out a wide enough net to capture those new parents, you know, them babies raising babies. (laughs) So to me... One thing we have to address today is that person, that child that was treated like that by that parent is going to come to you and ask for a job. And they're not going to understand the proper way of interacting with people because of how they were talked to. And so we have got to help them to be able to cross over and speak another language. You know what I I'm agree saying? with and that to, as well. I agree with and that. And to as find well. value, and to find value because a person. How many times have you heard somebody talk about a teacher that touched their lives, or a pastor, or an aunt, or an uncle somewhere in their lives while they're dealing with all that drama with mama, but somebody over here that added value to their lives. So if we can provide those positive experiences, and I'll use the word positive, in addition to what they're dealing with because it's hard to change everybody's home. You know what I'm saying? So if we can provide some sort of experience, everybody goes to school, everybody goes somewhere for entertainment, they go shopping, lots of people go to church. So there are a lot of ways we can actually touch those young people. You know, uh, summer camp, after school programs, there's just a lot of things we can put out there so we can grab, you know, throw out a wide enough net to catch some of those people to add to their experience, if, if you know what I'm saying. Right. Yes, and I believe yes. that also will come on the heels of some advocacy groups. Because yes. although we have those wonderful teachers, we have those wonderful pastors, we have those wonderful yes. um, educators, if you will, mm-hmm. all those people who touched our lives, they don't, they don't live with us. That's right. You know what I'm saying? They... They, these children still have to come home, mm-hmm. you know. And I think the greatest advocate to our children is structure and order. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and and I think now initially my the question to me was what I believe was the biggest issue. Absolutely. What I believe the biggest issue is is the the. The hope deferred. Mm-hmm. There's no. They don't have any hope. Hmm. You know. Um, mm-hmm. I think. I want to use this as a simple example. I think it's a sad, sad song to sing, or even hear in your ear ears, 
to know or to let me just explain it like this. I'm sorry. Um, we have how many? All of us are familiar with the youth who run around with their pants hanging off of their butt, right? Yeah. Right. We're we're all we're all familiar with that. Okay. Now, what's sad for to me is the youth that have have been informed as to where that comes from and what that actually stands for, who ignore that description of it and deem it as cool or hip to continue to present themselves that way. To me, that's sad. That's sad. To me, that says, I don't care what you think about me, which is sad to me. Because you never well, get a second chance to make a first impression. That's true. You never get that's a second true. chance to make a first impression. Okay? Mm-hmm. So somebody has to, like you were talking about, somebody has to stand in the gap for these kids and yeah. make them make it where they're able to speak another language. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely true. agree with that. But we mm-hmm. have to get, we have to form some advocacy groups that would appeal to these young people <laughs> not compromise what they're used to. Now see where's my issue with the youth of the church and okay. what the church is doing. The church is appealing to what the world is appealing to these young people. If I said that hmm. right. Right. Let, let me try to say it. Let me try to say it a little clearer. The church, the church is, is modeling world. the world versus the world modeling the church. Give us an example there, Purcell, if you don't mind. An example is um, turn up. Okay, we might have a youth function that. What's turn up? What's turn up? It's it where they are expressing the whole. Um, turn up thing We're all familiar with the turn up You know when you want to get crunk Or you want to get amped up Or you want to party like The world uses the term Turn up Okay now, from I what didn't I know understand, that yeah, Now from what I understand This whole turn up piece Has everything to do with alcohol And party oh. And sex and drugs hmm. But yet we brought that into the church so that we can appeal to the young people so that the, the young people will come to church and feel like, ooh, this church got it going on. No, they don't. No, they, no, they don't. They doing what you used to. Jesus said, I come to offend. If the gospel don't offend you, it ain't the gospel. Hmm. Now, I feel like this too. Let me just share this. I feel like this also. I feel like that it is so important for us. This is this is what I tell people. I say I think our God is an original is an original God. I don't think mm-hmm. we have to go to the world for nothing. That's right. Certainly not slang. <laughs> 
you you mean to tell me in order for us to be uh uh hip or I know that ain't the word, I'm old. I'll be fifty years old next year. <laughs> but in, in order for us to be hip, more hip than we, we are. Have to, <laughs> we have to do what the world is doing. We have to say what the world is saying to appeal so, to our children. So, just to recap what, what, what's being said, because you're very passionate, and I want everybody to get every drop you're saying along with that passion. Stay there. Stay right where you're at. So, in okay. the recapping what you just said, Purcell, the most important thing facing our people, facing our young people, the thing that stands out to most of you, I know there's a lot of things we're going to talk about, but what stands out to most to you, then I'm going to say what stands out the most to me, and then we're going to get into some of these other issues. Okay. Is what? In, re, in, 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 in a nutshell. The lack of hope. Huh. They don't have no hope. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, and I have to, uh, I have to concur. You know, I, I just, I, I think, I think it's a, with me, it's amazing. It's three of us. That's one another reason I picked these particular folk, y'all. We don't always agree. We <laughs> mostly agree. We mostly agree. But if I ever had two people on the planet that will not just be agree with me on everything, it is Arlene, my wife. And Purcell Porsche, um, good friend in Cincinnati, Ohio. This man right here will let me know. I disagree with you, brother. That's all there is to it. So y'all going to get three fresh perspectives, three fresh perspectives on life, advice, and hopefully we, uh, everybody on this line know that it's very important to speak what we feel like the Holy Spirit is saying at all times. So we're not playing tonight, family and friends. Uh, uh, We're not playing tonight. Uh, Again, this show is about the serious challenges and solutions facing young black America. So let me just share this. This is, this is my, what I think is, 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 is the number one thing facing young people. And we'll say young black America, okay? I think it's identity. I think it all starts with how what they see. That's going to drive them as far as encourage them to go and get, um, go and get whatever it is they want. What they choose to go get, what they choose to go get, whether it be that uh, uh, this career or this other career, you know, why are so many young African-Americans choosing to be, African-American males choosing to be rappers because of identity? Why are so many of them not uh, choosing to be something that's more, uh, where you study one particular thing, like, I don't know, try to understand more about physics or whatever? It's because their identity is an identity issue. You know, they do what they see African-Americans do. It's an identity issue. Uh, why do they act the way they act? Because everybody else do it. It's an identity issue. Why do we have so many issues with uh, a lot of our young black males and gangs and 
east side, west side, the number one reason why young black males are dying, in, 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 at least in Chicago, is gang-related. What they tell you, the gangs, the root of gangs is identity, you know, being a part of something. Yeah. And and so I think, I think uh, the best identity we can offer our young people is who they are in Christ. Amen. And I know this realm that's out there and it's super spiritual mm-hmm. and yeah. it's it, it for us older people, let's be honest, it does sound good. <laughs> but to old to, to younger people it's corny, it's it's irrelevant, it's not we're not we're not we're not we're not hip, we're not hip, we're not uh we're not relevant, we're not we don't know what's going on, we're out of the loop, we're old fashioned. But folks Everything, but everything starts with identity. If you don't think it starts with identity, starting tomorrow, don't use your last name. Don't write your last name. Don't have nothing on on you without your last name. Don't have no cards, no credit cards, no ID, no library cards, no Social Security, no nothing with your identity. And we'll see how how you do. Everything. Yeah is connected to your back pocket or with women to what's in your purse. Identity is family. We 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 don't know this, Priscilla and Arlene, but we may not think about it. I'm not going to say we don't know it because I don't know who knows what. But I'm telling y'all, I believe everything we do stems from how we see ourselves. When you get guys that's gang-banging, oftentimes they'll say, this. my daddy did. This is what I am. I'm just keeping it real, nigga. That's how they talk. And it's right. all about what they see when they look in the mirror. You know, I, don't, I ain't smart in school. What you expect me to do? Hang on. How, how somebody going to go from making D's in high school, most of their high school life, and all of a sudden they want to be an accountant? It don't work like that. Normally, if you make D's, you do what people that do make D's. And so it's an identity crisis. So <laughs> when I try, I hear you laughing, Priscilla. What are you, what are you laughing at? <laughs> uh, you're, you're, you're spot on, man. You're spot on. You know, mm-hmm. they tell you yeah. in uh, all of the success or so-called successful people seminars, if you <laughs> want what the successful people have, then you need to do what the successful people did. And and likewise, if you choose not to, you know, that's what you get. You know, mm. um, we we hear we heard readers are leaders. You know, I I personally have never been a follower a day in my life, not of nothing and nobody other than Christ. You know, Amen. when everybody was wearing Nikes, I was wearing Adidas. <laughs> and everybody flipped it and started wearing Adidas. I started wearing Nikes. I mean, that's a that's a that's a trivial example, but that's kind of how I was. I always wanted my own identity. Even even today, uh, I drive is the same. I dream huge, you know, and I and I go after it, you know. Hmm. I just believe. I grew up with an uncle. We went through some stuff. He was uh, a master in martial arts, so he's been all over in Japan competing. And he he told me years ago how they would uh, pit the black 
competitors against one another so that at the end, when it came to the championship fight, it would be between him it would, him and a white guy. So mm. he said they almost had to half kill that white guy in order to win. Mm. Really? You know, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's the way it is today, I believe. I believe it's the same way today. We had the same fight today. We have to be twice as good, just fight twice as high, run twice as fast. Well, well, piggybacking on something Arlene said earlier about asking questions, let's do this. Why is that? And, and, and folks, again, because uh, uh, y'all, y'all know how blogs are. You always got people coming in. No matter how long you stay on the show, you can always have to do this like every ten to fifteen minutes. But uh, again, tonight we're talking about serious challenges, serious challenges, and solutions facing young Black America. Okay, uh, tonight uh, we're going to be talking about all types of things. Uh, we've already talked about a few things, and we want to—we're going to be giving scriptures out, different scriptures, the way the Father sees this, because we're—we're—we're we're nobody in comparison to who He is and His wisdom. But as long as we're speaking His voice, that's what gives us power when we begin to speak the things that are eternal. Unless we on this show tonight, unless Purcell or Arlene speak things that are eternal, meaning God's word, his perspective on something, we're wasting your time. But if we can give you God's perspective, it's never going to change, folks. We can live and die. His word will never, ever change. So all we're trying to do tonight is three parents having had some success in certain areas of bringing up children. is just sharing what the Father has done to us. Victories. We know for sure victories. We know for sure we may venture out on some things we think in the in the future might happen and all that. But mainly we are here to talk about what we know for sure that the Father has has said, what the Father has 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 commanded us, what the Father has given us as an example on how to be successful on this planet, folks. Our young people is in trouble. I don't mean mm. to be negative. I don't mean to be gloomy. I don't yes, mean to be sad. Do. I don't want. I don't want people hearing it and just think they're doomed. I didn't say doom. I just say in trouble. Meaning, they have some very hard questions in front of them. It really and truly, yes. our planet is in trouble. Our people. Our older people is in trouble, meaning we have challenges before us. Maybe I'm using the wrong phrase, in trouble. But, yeah. again, to those just popping in, uh, we're talking about various things facing young people tonight. I got Percy Porsche all the way from Cincinnati, Ohio, good friend of ours, minister of the gospel, very good man, father, um, owns his business, among other things. Purcell is busy, busy, busy. Always got a lot going on. But, um, Anyway, we're talking about things like uh, young people having, uh, again, doubt, they're uncertain, and even confused about things like who's in the White House. Is this man really for us? You know, is he truly a white supremacist? Is so many are saying is he truly a sexist like so many are saying? Is he truly a bigot like so many are saying? What is his intentions? We know about Barack Obama. We felt like he was kind of like our daddy, so to speak, a black man in the White House. Who is this guy in the White House? They're concerned about that. They're concerned about identity crisis. They are suffering from identity crisis. Again, I think it's the biggest issue 
they're going through is their identity, which is why we're trying to get them in Christ and to talk about their more natural heritage, which I believe, you know, we, uh, this is just me now, I'm just speaking for myself, I'm sure Arlene can speak her own mind, which I know she yeah. <laughs> also believes this, but I believe we're Israelites, that's just me, uh, but the identity crisis, uh, there's also family conflicts, family conflicts. A lot of our young people are in foster homes. A lot of them, father is not in the home. Maybe the mother's not in the home. Maybe the father's in the home, but he's, not, you know, doing it. A lot of, I don't want to make it like we just tore up from the floor of family, but I'm saying some of these issues affect certain young people, not I would hope anyone young people don't have all of these. So some of these issues is what our young people are facing, economic challenges. Some of them are very confused where religion and spirituality is concerned. Uh, they don't know whether to go with the old way or the new way. I hear a little noise in the background. I don't know if it was you or Arlene or Purcell, but I hear a little noise. Um, unhealthy social media behavior. They're on Facebook. They're posting this and they're posting that. They're posting folks fighting in Waffle Houses. They're on the Internet uh, with their tongue hanging out. They're just posting all kind of crazy stuff. They're connected to the phones. Their heads are always down. They're always looking at their phone, looking at their phone. Even when they're driving, looking at their phones. Everybody looking at their phones. What's up with that? Sexual preference, totally confusion. People think homosexuality is the way to go, especially after Barack Obama, who was a very good president, but that's why I think he failed and bumped his head, so to speak. That's just me talking. I just think the pres- our president, uh, our ex-president, made a big mistake with that. Materialism. Here's a good one. Arlene and Chriselle, it's a good one. A lot of our young people yeah. is just really define themselves based throughout, based with, based on money, how much you can get. New health concerns, like I said earlier, diabetes and all types of diseases that never, never was associated with young people are now associated with young people. Violence, black on black crime. This is crazy, crazy, crazy. And uh, peer pressure, pop culture, just to name a few. This is what we're talking about tonight. Now, Arlene, I want to switch gears and switch over to you. Again, I heard a little noise that somebody, if if y'all have to do a little something, just mute me. And why are you doing that? And then unmute me when you're done with it. But Arlene, question to you. And then I'm going to come back to Purcell. Uh, You mentioned something that was due to your heart. I want you to go back to what you had originally mentioned and hit that that a little hard because that was just your intro. So go back to the thing you felt was dearest to your heart. And Purcell, I'm going to ask you the same question. Go back to the thing that was dearest to your heart. Let's hit that a little harder, and then we'll go into these other issues I just named. Okay, so we are going to go through the list? We are going to go through the list, but I just want you to go. That was just your intro earlier, that number one thing you feel facing our young people. So talk about more solutions about that number one thing to you, and then we'll move on past that and talk about some of these other issues. And, Percy, I'm going to ask you the same thing again. The number one thing you all already mentioned is the biggest thing facing young America to you, young black America. Let's talk more about some solutions on that. And then we'll talk about this other list here in a little while. Okay, well, I'll talk about it, and it's actually going to hit some of the things that are on the list. So I'll just be really brief about it, because as we go through the list, it's really going to touch some of those things. But what okay. I feel what I feel that we, the adults, 
population. You know, we, the older population, need to do is to uh, build some sort of uh, infrastructure within our communities, you know, within our uh, faith organizations and whatnot, so that our children from young age all the way up through teenage, through their younger adult years, have places to go, places to go and practice how to be a young man, how to be a young lady, you know, and have role models there that are going to help them learn how to navigate life. Uh, If I were to own a store or a warehouse or a school or a library or something like that, I would make sure that I had uh, plenty of young people coming through there, either as volunteers or hiring them later on when they're old enough to work there. And you kind of mentor them into it, just, you know, like other societies have set up for other people. But we need to be the ones to have these places for our young people to go. They look scary to the world. They might even look scary to us, but we know them. We know their heart, and we know the value that God has placed in them. And we can tell them because we love them, pull your pants up, you know, comb your hair, cover yourself, you know, do what you need to do because I mean you good, and I want you to do well. So if they see people like us that look like mama, that look like daddy or auntie or grandma, you know, they're going to listen to you. They're going to be more apt to trust you, that you mean them well, even though you're telling them something. Because Purcell said earlier, what our kids need are structure. What other people's kids need are structure. And we can provide that structure if we can come together and form these companies, organizations, agencies, or whatever it is that will allow our children to have places to go where they can bump their heads, they can fall or make a mistake, and the person that's going to be there is going to still see the value in them and know that they're growing, that they're in a work in process. You know, we don't look at them as outcasts or ministers to society. We don't look at them as criminals or as thugs or anything like that. We see them as young people, just like we were back in the day before God got us. So to me, we need to circle around them provide these kinds of experiences for them because while we can't always work to change their home front, we can at least provide places for them to go and get a sense of their value and their worth and perhaps get a vision for their future, which will give them that hope that you were talking about earlier, Purcell. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They definitely need somewhere to go. I think that would definitely foster the hope thing. Mm -hmm. Um, we again. I go back to uh, it's, it's mostly the parenting. You talked about uh, the children seeing us uh, or us as the parents or the adults. Um, pull up your pants, comb your hair. You know. Um, and we feel like they'd be more apt to receive that coming from us. Um, but what makes that even difficult is the fact that who's going to tell mama to pull, to cover up? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. You, yes. You have mama showing up at school 
looking so crazy. And then when when Shaniqua show up, no, you my mama looking crazy. You know, then you wondering why Shaniqua looking so crazy. And then mama True. show up. Mm-hmm. And you like, oh, okay, I get it now. Right. So who gonna exactly. tell? That's what we used to have in the old church. The mothers used to be was used to pull them young girls aside, you know, <laughs> or pull a young lady aside and say, you know what, you need to get that together. And she would do it in such a way that it would show the love of Christ. There you go. And if she, it's got to be in know, love. It's got to yeah. be in love. <laughs> we don't have to bash. We don't have to bash um, one another, which is uh, a lot of what we do. You know, right. that's a lot of what we do. And that's a lot of what our yeah. youth see. You yeah, know, even even in the church, even in the church, that's my greatest pet peeve with the church is we don't know how to take care of one another. Hmm. You know, but we talk about all these other faiths who actually um, invest in their youth. My pastor just talked about on Sunday how we are the only uh, nationality who will allow anybody to educate our children. Watch out. Anybody. Watch out. Well, you know. let, let me ask you this, because i got to play devil's advocate here, y'all, because, again, we're going to have young people listen to the show. Um, and I apologize, but, well, put it like this. I'm going to make sure that this link is to uh, some key places where there's hundreds of young people that'll be listening to this show. I was going to, I was uh, failed at doing it because something came up on my end, to be honest with you. But we still got quite a few people on the phone line. And, uh, but I just wanted to let everybody know that it doesn't make any sense unless we get this to the young people. So having said that, Chris and Arlene, I'm going to be a little hard on y'all. I'm going to talk. Arlene kind of mentioned it earlier. I'm going to ask questions as, as, as what I've been getting from young people. And again, what we're trying to do with this show is to arm you with tools from you that are older to be able to understand the youth a little bit better. If some youth so happens to, and I'm I'm sure they will after I post these links where I'm going to post them, they're going to come across this show tomorrow, next week, and I want them to hear their question asked. And I'm telling you, this is a number one problem folks have, Purcell. They don't want to come to your church. Mm-hmm. They don't. Mm-hmm. They don't want to come to my church. Mm-hmm. They don't want to part. They don't want to part of church. So mm-hmm. that's one of the things on the list. Arlen, you you said it, and so here it is. Here's the first question: Why do I have to go to a church that's knocking my sexuality? All they want to do is pick up money and build buildings and judge you. They don't want to dress like church girls. They don't want to do what church people do. You're you boring. You don't know how to have fun. You know, you can't have sex if you're a virgin. That's what they're telling me. I can't wear what I want to wear. You know, I might be a stripper. And they're against my job. They're against how I dress. They're against what I want to do in my pastime. You know, and then a lot of y'all, it's broken, you ain't got nothing. I want to sell you 
to answer that question. Talk to that young man. And Arlene, I want you to take the same topic after that. Okay. Okay. Well, that's a very interesting, very, 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 very interesting, simply because um, again, I'm now coming on to some to the heels of what um, they're used to, they've dealt with uh, most what they've seen to be most common. Um, we have a history as church people. I'll say church people. We have a history of telling young people and old alike everything they can't do, but never tell them or share with them what they can do. I would tell that young person, First and, first and foremost, that what they wear has nothing to do with their soul. True. Nothing True. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing. As a matter of fact, um, I'll, I'll go out on a limb and say this, but in the Baptist church, the woman who um, really adorns herself and has herself together is considered to be uh, considered to be a Jezebel. Hmm. Are you all familiar with that? Well, Absolutely. what I learned, what I learned in my own personal growth, is that I'm sorry, hold on, y'all. Jezebel had nothing to do with how she looked, and everything to do. With how she acted Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So It had Nothing Absolutely zero to do With how she looked But because we project Our own Insecurities Our own Hear me what I'm saying We project our own insecurities On people we tend to give people misinformation or our issue, we try to make that issue. Hmm. When in fact, that's not fair to them. Neither, and also, that's error. That's simply error. Um, now, what do you say is error? Share with that young person. Pardon? What do you say is error? Because that's because you can't project your own feelings on somebody else and make them their feelings. That's error. That's not okay. We there's not a person on the planet who has the same fingerprint. So you have to allow an individual to be an to be that individual. The most powerful thing God gave us. Was the power of choice Now Where that can be That can be That can be dangerous Because we have the power of choice That can be dangerous However It has to be channeled 
to be redirected. We have to be taught. And this is what we have to understand. All I know is all I know. But all I know is not all there is to know. So we have to teach, number one, where we are. I can't teach you what I don't know. I see. I can't do that because that's error. So therefore, I have to, I have to, number two, deal with that young person where they are. And I have to love them with the love of God to Mm -hmm. where they need to be. I can't browbeat them. I can't talk about them. I can't even talk about their circle in such a way that it would have a negative impact on them. I can show them examples of where they can end up if they choose to do it this way. Hmm. You understand what I'm saying? I can show them. My mama used to say this all the time. She used to say, I can show you better than I can tell you. Okay. Uh, yeah. See, so we have to give them examples to look up to. We have to we have to be the hope that they're looking for. Mhm. Mm-hmm. We have to, we have to do that. It's important that we as the believer, if I'm talking to this young person, I got to give this young person something to look forward to. Hmm. That's good. That is good. That's good. Yeah. Arlene and I, I know she, you know, she might not be thinking about it at the moment, but she talks about that because, and Chris, I don't want you to keep going on that. And uh, uh, want to again welcome those in the chat room. Uh, I didn't get a chance to send a notice out, and we still got people out in the chat room. I appreciate that. And on the phone lines, the phone lines are quite a few people. Thank you all for tuning in tonight again. This is Five Smooth Stones Station. Uh, we have a special show tonight talking about serious challenges, serious challenges uh, and solutions facing young black America. we got Purcell Porsche, always from Cincinnati. Purcell is a, is a young minister, coach, uh, business owner, uh, just just an all-around good good man. And I, I think it's one of his strongest uh, uh, attributes is his uh, devotion to his family. He loves his family, good good father and husband. But listen, we have also, uh, more importantly, I shouldn't say more importantly, I don't want to uh, say it like that, but got also my wife on the line, the one and only Miss Arlene Turner. The one and, and only. Arlene and I. The one and only. <laughs> the one and only, the one and able one. But Arlene, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not giving yeah. Arlene such a big intro because she's been on so many times on Five Smooth Stone. Most of y'all know she is, mm-hmm. but there's a few of y'all who may not. But Arlene is the wife of the house, and she and I have raised three uh, young people, three people, three adults now, Kenny and uh, Lydia and Josiah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep, I, I agree, Priscilla. Priscilla is saying beautiful. And uh, we're just trying to simply sh- come on tonight. Well, you're welcome. Come on tonight and just share some things, some successes that we've had. Um, <laughs> just some successes that we've had and uh, just some things that have worked for us. That's all we're doing, fam. We ain't trying to be know-it-alls or anything like that. But we gotta talk tonight, now, and we just starting real slow. But I'm telling y'all, we about to. I'm about to put some fire up under my guests, 
And the reason, one reason I picked these individuals is that we don't always agree. So I know it's going to happen tonight. We'll we'll take different roles on different okay. questions. But right now, so far, we're swinging in, in unison. Unison. So uh, well, let, let me let me interject. Let me interject because I wanted to <laughs> add on to what you were saying when you said about these young people that don't want to come to our church and don't want to change how they're dressing and all this kind of stuff. And I just want to go out on a limb and say this: church. It's for people who believe in God, okay? It's where people who believe him come together and we worship him and we fellowship one with another and we hear the preached word, okay? That's right. So it's for people who believe in him. We already love him. We already know him. We want to come together because he commands us to fellowship to not forsake the gathering together. So we come together to share what we have in common because we're family in the spirit, okay? So when I want to you young people, it's okay if you don't want to come to my church. It's all right because you don't believe yet. But guess what? It's up to me in the highways and the byways and wherever you are to introduce you to somebody, Okay. It's up to me to meet you where you're at and to let you know you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that he created you and knew you when you were in your mother's womb, okay? You were meant to be here. You're not an accident. You're not a mistake. You're not a problem. There's absolutely nothing wrong with you. You were sent here by the most high God to live on this earth on this planet at this time. He has put purpose in you. He has called you, and he will set you aside. He is your father. It don't matter if you don't know your daddy. It don't matter if you don't know your mama. You could be a foster kid. You could be an orphan. You could be a clone. You could be made in a test tube. It don't even matter because he meant for you to be here at this particular time. When you want to find out who you are and why you are, you have to go and ask him. Father, Abba, Daddy, show me my purpose. Show me why I'm here. That Mm -hmm. person will love you more than anybody on the planet could. If you had the best mom, the best dad, or whatever, he'll love you forever. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He won't let you down. Even when things don't go your way, he's going to be there to lift you up. So you need to know him first. And when you find out how valuable you are to him, how much he loved you to the extent that he sent his son to die on the cross for you, from the inside out, you're going to change how you dress. You're going to change how you talk. You're going to change how you live because you love him back, okay? And anybody that serves God out of love, that's a true believer, okay? That's all I got to say about that. Well, I'll tell you what, we need to go ahead on and end right there. And, um, <laughs> if you want to leave your, make all checks payable to Arlene <laughs> Turner. <laughs> no, but she really is on to something. She really is on to something. And listen, while Arlene was talking, some boy have a question, and y'all know the rules here at Five Smooth Stone. Whenever okay. we have a question, we go straight to the phone lines because we don't want to have them hold it. But Arlene, that was really good. Okay, let's see who we have here. Remember, callers, uh, we're going to bring up.
you on, just let us know whatever name you want us to call. You don't have to be your real name and what city you're in. So area code three one four three eight one three one four three eight one. Go ahead with your question or your comment. Well, my name is Pianchi. I'm calling from the St. Louis area. How are you doing? Hey, Mr. Pianchi, how are you doing? Calling from the St. Louis area. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I was responding to your topic, Serious Challenges and Solutions Facing Young Black Americans. I didn't know you were speaking on the context of religion. But I can yeah, go ahead and answer that question. Any areas, any areas affecting them, let us know what you think. Well, <clears throat> what young African Americans need, they need better education and they need jobs. That's the thing that draws them. You know, there should be programs in place in order to increase their numbers in the pertinent fields that's in high demand. This country is bringing foreigners in to fill those positions. And thanks to this president, he has made a promise that they're going to stop bringing in these jobs uh, seekers, uh, these people who's coming in on these H-1B-1 visas, and start training Americans. One area that you can help blacks is, to, your students, is to start helping to prepare more black engineers. The National Society okay. of Black Engineers would have its convention the 29th of this month, and I believe the 30th, in Kansas City. You can go there okay. and you will see thousands of young black youth who are in engineering courses throughout the country. But the mm-hmm. thing is, we're not producing enough. They're trying to produce 10000 a year. Presently, we're only producing about 3500 a year, which is about 35 to 4% of our population. We should be at least producing, matching our population of, what, 11 12 13%. So that's one thing that, you know, organizations like yours could be doing. You, the country of uh, Slovenia is taking groups, taking portions of its population and running their children through these engineering programs. They have said what they're going to do. You know, these vacant areas in the Detroits and here in North St. Louis and other areas where blacks once occupied, your governors uh-huh. have already said that they're making way for foreigners. Is that we going to let that happen? Or are we going to have our own people occupying these areas. So well, I just want to put that out there. Let me ask you this, if I, if I may. Uh, I remember you, uh, Pianchi. Uh, we go way back on five foot. So these folks, this is one of our old permanent callers. I hadn't heard from him in a while. Good to, good to hear your voice, brother. It really is. It's a very wise man. If I remember right, you were in the business yourself, don't you? Yeah, I was. I had a corporation. I, I think we need to get away from this thing called <clears throat> what we do a business, because some people call their hobbies a business. I was okay. a corporate owner. Okay. Not only so can you have owner. corporations that you can hire black engineers and scientists. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so now let me ask you this. Now you talked about the the, the business initiative. What 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 do you? This current administration, I know if I know you, and you're still the studious person you was some years ago, because it's been a while since I heard from you, you probably don't believe in this current administration. I'm going to try to guess. No, that's not true. I I was 100% support for Donald Trump. Donald Uh Trump is something new. Just look at his program for school choice. 
Okay. School choice permits a parent to put their child where they feel is best for them rather than keeping them locked in into a system that has no historical record of producing our children the way they should be produced. And not only being able to put them where, you need to be able to put them there with vouchers. No, you don't. We didn't already have school choice. No, you don't have school choice. You got I'm, a lady texted me yesterday, who I had met with back in October, and lectured to her how to prepare her child for college. And her child is going into ninth grade, and she's asking right now how can she find tutoring in the subjects of math and science mm-hmm. and uh, one other subject. Well, that means that his career coming up through elementary school, they did not prepare him. They said he was prepared with that report card, but I told her, you have to independently have your child uh, evaluated and surveyed to see exactly where they are. I know that when our kids were younger, we I remember standing in lines for them to go to different magnet schools, and I remember them providing vouchers so you could uh, take yeah, your child that. out of the neighborhood-based school into a school that you knew had a better academic, uh, you know, uh, environment for them. I remember having that. Now, that was in Ohio. I'm not sure about Texas. That was one thing. But uh, then in regards to the uh, engineers, you said that the uh, Organization of Black Engineers. uh, National Society of Black Engineers, NSBE. Right. Yeah, that they want, did they specifically want to have 10,000 students uh, become engineers a year, or was that somebody else's? No, NSBE is an organization that provides support for mm-hmm. in uh, in support in producing and in introducing young African Americans to the STEM fields, in particular engineering. Okay. And okay. and beyond the beyond science, technology, engineering, math, we want medicine also. Mm-hmm. You have to start sure. these. You have to start your children off young and early. You have Very to expose young. them. You have to take them out to museums. They have to be take them to lectures. You have to have sure. them involved in enrolled in speed reading courses. They should be doing yes. a essay a month and storing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's mm-hmm. many things that need to be done. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm a member of National Black United Front, and in Kansas City, they have the W.D. Du Bois Learning Center. They bring oh, in yeah. 350 students into that learning center. They have computer mm-hmm. labs. They t- they work with them on their reading in those areas where they are deficient. 350 mm-hmm. a week. Wow, that's a lot. Wow, that's that's great. Well, and again, I think that we are absent in a lot of professions. You know, be it in the sciences and other fields, because we're so much in the humanities. But uh, I think that's also targeting a certain group of people and there's some people you know that are are just like average learners and will end up filling those average jobs and we need to take those jobs as well there are a lot of jobs where you can work for the city and make a decent income and have benefits and whatnot so i mean there's a broad spectrum of things that we need to prepare our kids for you know not just the professions, but certainly professions, but as well as those other jobs, those jobs you don't even need a degree to fill. Well, many of those jobs yeah. you're talking about, we were noticing that you have immigrants that's coming here that's taking those jobs because they're coming from places where they don't have the opportunity to advance themselves econo- uh, educational-wise. I think that mm-hmm. blacks in America who makes up such a small portion of the population should not be mm-hmm. dwelling in those areas that we call minimum wage jobs. 
We've been talking about right. that for decades and decades too long. Let somebody else have those jobs as you move up. Let somebody else cut your line and put your roof and shingles on rather than you're trying to prepare your children for that. Well, mm-hmm. that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Let me ask you this. Pianki uh, uh, in St. Louis, let me ask you this. You run to these, these young people, and Purcell kind of mentioned earlier, um, they got their pants down. And I know you know who I'm talking about because they're all around you. And mm-hmm. they don't speak the same language you do. Um, mm-hmm. They don't have the same work ethic you do. But they want, mm-hmm. of course, to have nice stuff. They don't speak proper English. Young black males, um, they all want fast money. And they meet you. You're going to run into them. They're going to cross your path at the bus stop. Priscilla, um, you know what I'm talking about. What do you think they would Absolutely. think of this brother here? What do you think they would think of Pianki? And then I want you to respond to what he says, Pianki, if you don't mind. I think it's There's a reason I'm going down this road. Go ahead. I believe it all goes back to, like I said in the beginning, the parenting. Now, Everybody's not going to be an engineer, okay? That's that's just what it is. Everybody's not going to be an engineer. Neither do um, maybe they want to be an engineer. They might want to be a doctor, you know? Now, I agree with we need to have programs to uh, for, for our young people to go to to actually maybe cultivate the gift on the inside of them, but as the parent, I need to recognize what their natural bent is. Okay, and then I need to start dealing with them according to their bent. I can't just make them, like for instance, if my son don't like basketball, I can't make him, I can't show him Michael Jackson or Michael Jordan videos and get him fired up. That's not his interest. We as parents have to recognize the interest of our child. Now, Steve Harvey makes reference to a buddy of his, and I'm saying this because of what um, Mr. Pianchi said about let let somebody else have those other jobs. Well, Mr. Steve Harvey makes reference to a good buddy of his in Cleveland, Ohio, that makes almost a million dollars a year with a um, uh, he has a detail shop And he said His buddy Just loves detailing cars Well that brother makes 800,000 800, plus dollars a year I believe That See this is what we have to understand too Biblically speaking The Bible said your gift will make room for you Mm-hmm and bring you before great men, okay? So we have to, as parents, recognize the gift in our children and then begin to uh, cultivate that gift because it's their gift and their purpose that's going to bring wealth and contentment. Because the worst thing in the world, and I've been there, done that, is to have a job 
making all this kind of money that you can't stand to get up and go to every morning. Hmm. Okay? So we have to recognize our children's gifts and cultivate the gift on the inside of them. And that will bring them contentment and satisfaction. Not only that, they'll be good at it. Mm-hmm. True. But you know what? Well, let me ask, let me, I, think, let me, I think, hold on. I, I think for one thing, though, we do need to get something together that will identify those young people that have the wherewithal to be able to become the engineers, the doctors, the scientists, Absolutely. and whatnot. Absolutely. And get those people, even and especially if they live in the inner city, to get them access to what they need so that they can be the ones to excel. Because you're I right, everybody's that. not meant to be that. But what if, because we know the cream of the crop kids, they get there, black, white, yellow, whatever. But those ones that are hit off somewhere in a school, like he said, where they'll just pass people along. They don't care if they learn anything. If those That's people right. are stuck in schools like that, there needs to be something to identify the ones that could be taken and, and, you know, taken somewhere. I don't know if they have to be bused somewhere or schooled somehow over the Internet or something where at least they're identified so that they can fill those positions, if you know what I'm saying. Pianki, Pianki, brother Pianki. Yes. Uh, what do you think of what you're hearing? And then I want you to finish up my question to you about the young people that may run into you that is not on your wavelength. What are you telling them? But go ahead and respond to what they was just saying. And then, well, the, if you don't mind, if, if you have time, if you don't mind, I don't know how much yeah, time you have. The remarks, the remarks is very good. But here's the thing. You can't blame parents because parents came out of the system that their children are presently in. They were not prepared. They were not taught. They were not educated. They found themselves in a precarious position. But here's the point. Like the lady said, you have children out here. You have black children out here that is trying. You got black parents out here who is responsible, but they just need some additional resources. They need some guidance. And those are the ones that you have to attend to. You got to make Absolutely. sure, you know, we always talk about that, that pipe to prison, that pipeline to mm-hmm. the prison. Well, the best way to defeat that is don't let your child get in that pipe in the first place. And mm-hmm. when you have, like in Missouri University, I'm sorry, University of Missouri, St. Louis, where I heard that mm-hmm. they had some black students that were doing like a 3.8 in their classes, but they were sleeping in their cars and sleeping at the airport. That is totally what? unacceptable. So right. you have to put these places and things in place. And the ones, I'm sorry, everybody is not going to make it. But mm-hmm. the thing is, That's you right. got to stop the you got to stop the hordes from failing. You got hordes mm-hmm. and hordes of students that are failing, but they shouldn't be failing, and they don't. Want, I don't know of any child that wake up in the morning that wants to be mm-hmm. a failure. Sure. Tell me one. Sure. I don't know of any. Black children, right. it's black society. It's previous black societies that let them down. You cannot tell that a child that they're standing on the shoulders of their ancestors when their ancestors was laying on their back. We got mm. to do better. So, look, I just wanted to share that information with you and hopefully you, you can disseminate it and make some changes. Thank you. Well, listen, I, pre- I appreciate yeah. your input, brother. I really do. 
And uh, I hadn't heard from you in a long time. Again, folks, this is one of our old callers, Fosmos Stone, PNK, and I This brother can go on a lot of topics. We talked about history mostly, but tonight's a little different. So I appreciate you coming in, chiming in, brother. And if you know the rule, if you want to come back later on, just press 1. Again, press 1 as soon as I put you on hold, and then press 1 if you want to come on again. Not a problem, okay? All right, thank you very much. Thank all right, you. that's our brother Yankee, all the way from St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, one of our old callers here of at Five Smooth Stone. Well, we're just swinging right along, swinging right along, folks. Uh, again, uh, we got selfie from the phone lines, and there's just even chatting going on. And uh, just maybe a, mention a few things. I can't read the whole chat room, everything said, but here's a few things that was said. Let's see here. We just read a little something, something. I uh, won't say who said what, but uh, somebody said we need to identify and encourage interest, kind of like what you were saying, Purcell. Uh, yep, yep. Example, may, maybe they like to work with wood or something. As a yep. parent, then you seek programs or events or something to show them what can be done with wood. Okay, mm-hmm. very, mm-hmm. very interesting. Uh, earlier, somebody said President Trump is not the same old, same old politician. He actually cares about our country. Well, we got some Trump supporters, okay? Uh, that's right, P- uh, Pianki. You are on. They were saying this to Pianki. Somebody said that's right, Pianki. You are on spot on. A lot of those things are free. A lot of those things are free or small fee, so there is no excuse. Absolutely, builders, commercial and residential. We need plumbers, electricians. All these jobs represent the backbone of our country. That's it. That's right. Yeah, that's just to name a few things. But listen, Arlene, I want to come at you and press that again. Uh, Folks, again, we have, tell you what, let's take a little short little break here. And then we're going to come back and get into some of these more uh, meatier, more complicated. These are all complicated, to tell you the truth. But yeah. we're really going to get complicated when we start talking about sexuality. Oh, my Lord, what do we do? What's the way to go? We got so-called transsexual. Uh, I was talking to Priscilla earlier, and there's all types of shows <laughs> like, and uh, PNK may come back on or anybody else can come back on and comment. But... Especially when you hear this. But what's the name of the show we talked about? Purcell um, earlier uh, was talking to you, and he was in about all these shows with trans. Queen Latifah has a show coming out, and he was talking about that. Uh, and then what's the the the, the Arlene the, the the show with the rapper? Because I don't keep up with none of this stuff I, by choice. What's the show with How the rapper? How do I know what show with the rapper? No, you know it's it's it, uh, come on now, don't put. Uh, Josiah's favorite show. Uh, yeah, help I'm me out, man. The one yeah, with the... Uh, uh, love and Hip Hop? Love and Hip Hop? No, the one show I can't think. Percent, we just talked about this with the... Um, Empire? With the, with, the gay, with the gay guy in it. Uh, you said it was Empire. 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 Uh, sorry, folks, I don't know all these things, but I should know about Empire. Everybody named Mama know about it, but I just don't watch certain kind of TVs. I'm always looking for something more serious. But anyway, uh, it's, it's out there. Homosexuality is, is, is becoming a way of life, 
And, of course, we talked earlier about Obama uh, sanctioning uh, the marriage between the two. It's very confusing. Folks don't know what to do. <laughs> they don't know yeah. what to think of it. I mean, yeah. so when we get back on the break, we'll talk about – what was that all in? So we're not going to talk about it now? Well, now we're going to take a little short break, and then we'll come back and okay. talk about that. But, I mean, I okay. – it's going to be very interesting, folks, to see which way they go on this because I tell you, we got some issues coming at you. So anyway, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Everybody just stay uh, stay, stay positioned. Again, you're listening to Five Smooth Songs tonight. Topics, serious challenges, and solutions facing young black Americans. It's just be a little short break, short break. All right? So we'll be right back. And I think I'm going to actually play this little clip. Y'all, check this out. I'll take a little longer break, actually. This is uh, Bishop Lester. Bishop Lester, and he is singing uh, love songs in the middle of church. Check this out. This, I thought this was interesting. Again, this is a bishop. He's about to open up and, and preach to thousands. And he decides to start singing some love songs. And it's, it's been a little controversial, but a lot of people like it. Tell me what y'all think. We'll be right back, okay? Amen. Second Samuel chapter 19. Some people who want it all. I don't want nothing at all. It ain't you, Jesus. I got you, Jesus. Come on. Some people want diamond rings. But everything means nothing. Don't act like you won't know it. Come on. Some people want it all. Just point and say, if it ain't you, Jesus, hang on to you. Everything means nothing. Hang on to you. Now, some of y'all mad. But tell your neighbor, it all depends upon who you're singing to. I'm saved. Paul said, more saved than you all. But, but sometimes when I get in a situation, you know, if God is love and I'm a worshiper. I need a good love song to let God know how much I love Him. And if all love music is of God, then sometimes I just tell the Lord, always and forever. Each moment with you. Come on. Y'all know it's just like a dream that somehow came true. I know tomorrow We'll still be the same. But all you need is a flashlight right now. Come on. Because we've got... That won't ever change. Lift your hands and say, Every day, every... Love me your own special way. Melt all my heart away. With the smile... Come on, take time, take. You really care. 
Depends upon who you see. I remember one time I backslid. I backslid. I, I quit going to church. I wasn't thinking about y'all. I got tired of all the hypocrites in church. So I said, I'm going to stay home. Watch TV, but then you know, my mama said, Boy, you got to go to church. I, okay, I'm going to go back, and I, but I'm going to go and sit way in the back. Come and get a word and I'm going to leave. Oh, man, but when I got in, the praise was good. And worship was good. The word was good. I couldn't think of a song to make me, you know, make that work. So I just told the Lord, I was a fool to ever leave your side. Me, mine is you, is such a lonely ride. That breakup we had has made me lonesome and sad. I realize I love you and I want your back. Hey, hey. Come on, read. There's one perfect fit. And Jesus, and Jesus, this one, we both are so. It all depends upon Second Samuel chapter 19 I'm just glad to be saved I'm just glad to be saved I'm sometimes Now truth of the matter Aren't you surprised sometimes In church and having fun I told the Lord the other day, never would have thought in a million years I would be here. Amen. Oh, oh, oh. I done lost so many of y'all now, you know. Jesus, keep. Come on back, mother. Come on now. Me. Somebody say, yeah, that's church there. Now. There.
So he said, go and multiply. Genesis 19, 1 through 13, here's another scripture that says it's very clear. It's wrong. Leviticus 18 and 22. Leviticus 18 and 22. Here's another one. Leviticus 20 and 13. 20 and 13. I mean, it forbids it, 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 folks. Here's another one, Romans 1, 26 to 37. Y'all getting a lot of scriptures tonight. Romans 1, 26 to 37. I know some of you say, well, I don't know about the Bible. We'll talk about that in a second. Romans 1, 26 and 27. 1 Corinthians 6 and 9. Romans, um, yes, I said it already. 1, 26, 27. Again, if you're on the phone lines and you have a question or comment, it looks like we have a question already again. Uh, so let's go to the phone lines again. Uh, callers, remember to give us your name and what city you're calling from. But area code 909-437. Go ahead with your question or your comment. Who am I speaking with? Hello, my name is Suzette. I'm calling from California. Hi, Suzette from California. What part of California Hi, you calling from, may I ask? And Priscilla says hello. I'm calling. Oh, thank you. I'm calling from Southern California. And um, I was listening to your show from the beginning. Actually, I caught it from the start. And um, everybody brought up a lot of good points about how to help the youth. And um, there's there's so many ways for them to go wrong, and there's so few ways to get through to them to show them the path to the right way. And um, I've, I've raised two boys, and... They were raised in the church, and so I am very blessed to say that um, there was little time for them to get in trouble as far as look at other things. They had very little time for idle hands, <laughs> and, um, and they're doing Keep well. Keep them busy. Keep them busy. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. And, and, the, and the church is very active, so, yeah, that wasn't hard to do. <laughs> well, that's good. So, you know, good for you. I, Thank you. I, you know, you, the ones that have already are grown past that part where you, can, you have that influence over them, the only thing I think you can do with them now is just to take them out of the environment that they're in and show them what else is out there. And it's so sad, and I hope that the school programs start to include field trips again to, you know, expand what's out there. That's good. That's good. That, now, now, hold on, everybody. I hear some laws in the phone in the back. I don't know if it's you, uh, Suzette, or Purcell, or Arlene, but there's some noise in the back. We gotta have it quiet, otherwise you'd be surprised. No, I lost the sound on the air. But go ahead, oh. and uh, I was enjoying. Let me ask you something. Now that was really loud. Whatever that was, somebody just yeah, just meet me, that. whoever it is. Meet me if if it's okay. Uh, but listen, listen, and anybody listening on the phone lines that that that's uh, actually it's too late, so hopefully they knew to call the phone line. But anyway, um, Suzette, let me ask you something. You're in Southern California. What are you seeing? What do you think? I'm going to ask you a question I put to my host and co-host earlier, my guest uh, host and co-host earlier. What do you see is the biggest challenge, stumbling block? It sounds like you may be uh, what we call, I hate tags and so forth, but I'm just being honest. I just have to call it what they say anyway, but it sounds like you're a Caucasian. Am I correct? Uh, I'm um, Hispanic and uh, Italian roots, so. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. Not white. Now, <laughs> now. <laughs> now, what do you see facing young America that that is concern of you? Uh, that, 
that's the top. What do you think is the biggest thing com- confronting our young people? Because, again, we have been talking about solutions found in the scriptures because the scriptures are thousands of years older now than we are, and these universal laws, I call it, never change. So we have a tendency to quote the scripture in the Bible a lot because we think that is a solution. What do you think is a solution, and what, more importantly, what do you think is the biggest challenge facing our young people? And then give us what you think is a solution. If you don't mind. Technology. Technology. Yeah, you gotta go back to the scriptures and because that's it that's where it starts. That's where it's the basic start. Technology, social media, preoccupying, confusing and exposing to the wrong things and the ways of the world instead of in Christ our Lord. Hmm. You know. Amen. So I <laughs> you know <laughs> Uh, technology, mm-hmm. so their their phones, their games, and mm-hmm. you know, there's only so much control that we have over that as parents, you know, because they go to friends' house and so forth, and so you've got to you've got to supervise their friends, you know, and take a look at who they are, and and it sounds terrible and it sounds militant, but if you're going to direct them and guide them in the right path, that's part of the job. I think, in my opinion, anyway, you know, and and that's the way, basically, the Bible instructs us. You know, we can have to raise our kids, but sometimes we have to do a firm hand, and and that's just the way it is. They're the kids, we're the parents, but we don't want to push them away either. So it's got to be done tactfully and guiding with a firm hand. I like to say, <laughs> rather than commanding, because they'll just reject it. Because we we have to keep them engaged. We want them engaged. Yes, I like that word. Yes, very much so. Mm-hmm. We want them to Definitely. talk to us and reach out. We want them to interact. And I think the thing with social media is it's so unilateral because uh, they're getting words and whatnot, but they're not getting the whole response. When you talk to somebody face-to-face and make that eye contact, you get more from them. You have to respond to their emotions and be able to control yours. You know, there's just more that's learned when you're in the presence of people interacting rather than doing it on social media all the time. So they miss out on some serious learning. You have people breaking up, couples breaking up over the phone, texting each other, you know. (laughs) Unreal. (laughs) When I first heard that, yeah. That's so cold. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's true. And, you know, they've got to – like you said, interact. That's so important right there. You you touched on a very good good topic subject right there as far as interaction. The firm handshake, yeah. the look in the eye, the response and, exactly. and listening skills. Yeah, developing mm-hmm. listening skills. And then That's the rest true. starts to fall in place, yeah. Making good eye contact and also being able to discover boundaries because people have personal spaces and you need to understand when you're invading somebody's personal space and how to control yourself and pull back a little bit. And, you know, a lot of people don't get to understand what that means because, again, they're acting, they're interacting just on texting or social media and whatnot. And it's very important that they learn to control themselves. And yes, that's another boundaries. part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, thank so you for taking important. my call. Oh, I'm sorry, oh, go ahead. You're more, than, you're more than welcome. Okay. Thank you for calling, Suzanne. Thank you. 
And now, let's see. Seth, are you there? Okay, Purcell, are you there? Is anybody there? Let me see what's going on. Seth, are you there? I can't hear you.
our young people to know that we love the person and not the sin. Most people, older people, especially those that have been studying the scriptures young and old, will vehemently tell you that the Bible clearly, clearly denounces homosexuality. It's just, folks, you're just not going to make it fly. And if you're sitting up and you're about to get married, and you've been that way for many, many years, you can come to hate the Bible because it's coming against everything that's your foundation. But like Arlene was, I like the love in her voice because we got to put what's out there that's going to salvage our people. Like Purcell said earlier in our conversation, it's genocide. It stops the very thing that we put on this planet to do. And just because some of us like something or something feel good, you got to yourself, so to speak. Are you better than the creator? Is what you're feeling because something feels good. So a lot of things feel good that can kill you, you know? And I just think with homosexuality, people have just gotten so caught up in what feels good that they, they don't care what it is. And it's drugs is killing us, taking us off this planet, but it feels good. You know, sex outside of marriage feels good. You know, a lot of things that we do on this planet that's against God's word, it feels good. The Bible even says it, Purcell and Arlene, that sin is good for a season. For a season. So don't let the season of feel good with sin cause you to go build a whole lifestyle. It's one thing to fall here and there, but it's another thing to marry someone under that umbrella of sin. You know, because every day you go home, you're sinning. The very identity of your husband, if it's another woman, is a sin. That's a whole other kind of sinning to somebody who's fighting the cravings and fall every once in a while. When you're just every day facing that. And again, nobody's judging nobody because we can't, like Purcell, his favorite, one of his favorite quotes is you can't uh, 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 throw action. I'm getting that mixed up with my father. Actually, I was with my father yesterday, and he said you can't throw stones in a glass house. You can't throw stones living in a glass house. People that live in glass houses, people that live in glass houses can't throw stones. Absolutely, thank you, thank you. That was more what my father was saying <laughs> yesterday, and it's very true. So we are all living in glass houses, and I don't want to throw no stones at nobody. But this this act has got to stop. It's killing. It's 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 causing a big disservice on our planet. All right, Purcell, let me switch to you, okay? Let me just switch to you, if you don't mind. And I want to ask you a question about uh, the whole. You heard her talk. Heard uh, the uh, Suzette talk about Facebook. Let's hit this really quick because it's a no-brainer. Really, we know that we ain't supposed to be glued to these phones. And I, I, I hear the eyes are always looking down the phone. Phones. Everybody, nobody's enjoying the trees. Seem like the birds. Nobody's looking up at the sky. Nobody's looking at the clouds. Everybody, everybody, but everybody is looking at their phones, and there's something wrong with that. We look like zombies. We begin to look like zombies. I want you to hit that really quick, and then I want to jump to another topic. Give me some. Give me a chance to come back to it. I need to mute you for just a few minutes for the sake of uh, the noise. Okay. Yeah. And do that. Me. Do that then, and come back to me. Arlene, with that, run with that, yeah. please. 
the social media. Well, Suzanne and I actually had a chat while you were trying to um, uh, deal with your phone issues. And what we talked about basically was just the fact that by being on social media, it's kind of a unilateral experience, and young people are lacking in social skills as far as being able to interact one with another, face-to-face, making eye contact, addressing people, dealing with their personal space, you know, uh, being able to respect the boundaries because when you interact with somebody, you have to deal with their emotions and things that are going on with them. So there's more give and take that happens when you're actually face-to-face interacting. When you're on social media, you can just put anything out there and people just take it at whatever they want. It's like you're not accountable. You don't have to uh, control yourself as much. It's not a give and take, if you know what I'm saying. So that's what we shared while, um, you know, earlier when we were talking about social media. Very good, very good. Well, listen, family and friends, again, what we want to try to do tonight with this show is just put out some uh, some tools. There's a lot of people listening, and you might know all this stuff we're talking about, but some people don't, and some people really don't. Some people have a clue about some, even some of the scriptures we share. Some of y'all know some stuff. You're smart, okay? But a lot of people don't know. So the purpose of tonight's show is to put some tools out there, not just to young people, but also to some of us older people to share it to young people. Because, again, some people don't know. And what I plan on doing with this show is invite, invite. Uh, I want to put this link on some young sites where some younger people are at where they can actually see this. And I don't, I mean thousands of people can see this. And so I just wanted to put together the show first. It was kind of a last-minute thing dropping my spirit. I was going to go one way with it, and then I went to go another. Otherwise, we probably would have more younger callers even on this show. But, again, I'm, I do plan on it. And you have my word, friends of Five Smooth Stones, Five Smooth Stones and family, that your friend will get that out to the to everyone. Okay. It's about three or four young people's sites, and this is what this is what's happening these days. You go to these sites where a lot of young people are, and you post links, you know, and it and we'll post this link of this show, and uh, I'll make a comment and I'll post this link, and I'll make another comment and I'll post this link, then I'll go to another site, I'll make a comment and I'll post this link, and I'll make a comment. That's how you do it. This is how you get the word out, and so that's what we plan on doing with the information that's being. Uh, on this particular blog. All right, and I, so I want to go ahead and talk about something I mentioned earlier, and that was identity. We're going to hit that, and we're going to move it right along here. Then I want to talk about health issues and family issues, okay? Health issues and family issues. We're going to do this, and we're going to be moving a little faster for time's sake, folks, but just stay with us, and uh, again, keep your pencil and pen handy because we may mention some things you might want to write down. Identity, identity. I want to, I want to put a, a, challenge out there for um, some of you, okay? Again, I want to put a challenge out there for some of you. A lot of our young people is not dumb, and a lot of you older people may not know this, but a lot of our young people already have been researching what I'm about to say. Again, some of you older people may not even notice yourself, but our young people is asking deeper questions like, who are we? Why did this God that y'all talk about allow slavery for so long? Why are we at the bottom? Why are we at the bottom? 
Now, I can't hit this like I really want to hit this. So I'm not going to talk about this too long. I'm just going to send you out to some resources and some links. I mean, excuse me, I'm going to post some links in the chat room, and I'm going to tell you some links, and I just want you all to go check it out. Otherwise, you will not understand what I'm about to say because this is very involved information. But a lot of our young people, especially on Facebook, has been talking about this for many years and that is the true identity of African Americans because some of us have found out found out that our plight, every single thing we go to I don't know why I can't talk tonight, but every single thing we go through, family and friends, is in the scriptures. Everything from slave ships to uh, us not being able to come together as a people to a people ruling over us from the northern country, to our young men being locked up in prisons unjustly. The Bible talks about it over and over, how Israel, how a people, Israel, would not be able to enjoy their young men because they'll be locked up. I believe, and Arlene believes, and many of you that's listening to me also believe this. I don't know where Purcell is at. He'll be able to tell us when he come back on the line, but it doesn't really matter. We come at different angles. Some, some, of, some of you may not believe it, but that's okay. But a lot of our young people want to know why. Okay, you're telling me how to climb the mountain, but why is that mountain there for me and it's not there for others? You're telling me that Jesus can give me strength to go around the mountain. I appreciate that now. I know Jesus and I'm about to go around this mountain, but why is the mountain there in the first place? Our young people know the answer. Many of them do. And some of us older people don't have a clue. I'm telling you what I know. So believe me, our young people do have something for us. It's not like we are the only thing. And I think if God has hidden some of these missions I'm about to share right now from us. And I just don't think we're the generation, Arlene, to run with this ball. But I believe, again, talking about the idea, I'm going to hit this really quick, and I've got to move on, family. So I need you all to listen and write this down. I want everybody to write down this chapter, Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28 and Leviticus 26. Deuteronomy 28 and Leviticus 26. These are the most famous chapters about blessings or curses. Blessings. Blessings. If Israel obey, I'm talking about the Jews of the Bible, if they obey as a nation, this is what's going to come upon them. And if they disobey as a nation, curses is going to come upon them. And when you look at the blessings, no nation really on this planet is living out the blessings of Deuteronomy 28 and Leviticus 26. But when you look at the curses, every single thing we go through as a people is in those is in those chapters. Slave ships, our men not fathering their children. It's there, folks. It's there. You know, we're working the day, all the days of our life, but we won't enjoy our labor. Another nation ruling over us. That's what the whole Bible, really, but especially the whole Old Testament, is talking about the plight of this chosen people called Israel. If they obey, these blessings will be on them, and if they disobey, these curses. Now, I'm using some strong language, Arlene, when I say the word curses. Priscilla, you still there? Priscilla, you there? Okay, but they're using some strong language when I 
when it says curses, because we have been taught that Christ came and we're no longer cursed. Well, that is true for those of us that are in Christ. We are no longer cursed if we obey the Father. Amen. If we obey obey his precepts to follow the Holy Spirit, individually we will not be cursed. But Pianki was talking about us as a nation and these curses I want to talk about briefly like in the next three minutes and that's it. I gotta move on. And I'll give y'all some references where to go to get more information on this. But folks, as a nation, we're operating under a curse, I believe. Individually we can be operating under the blessings of God if we trust him and live according to what he tells us day by day. We escape all curses if we're following his guidance. That's individually. But we belong to a nation within this nation, because we definitely is not truly of America, else we wouldn't have to be going through the things we're going through. So obviously, we are looked at as, a, as an outsider, as a different nation. Now, I agree it should be our nation and all that, but the truth of the matter is, we are a nation within a nation. The Bible says it very clearly, Israel, wherever you go, the Jews, wherever they go, they will be a separate people. They are. They belong to God. They're his chosen people. It all started with Israel. They're the one that gave the world Yahweh and Jesus and the, or Yeshua and the Bible. It all started with Israel. And I believe that we are one of, one of the lost tribes of Israel. And I believe that our life, our plight, is within those two chapters. Having said that, young people are asking, why do we go through this? Why are we here? Why did we go so long through slavery? And the only answers, at least for me, and I've taught my children this and taught many others, I've taught thousands of students through the Five Moonstone Network, the reason we have to understand what I'm talking about right now is we will never understand why we're here in the first place, why we're at the bottom in every single aspect of life. It's because we are his chosen. He said in, ver- in, in the book of Amos, the book of Amos, chapter 3, verse 2 is another scripture for you. The book of Amos, chapter 3, verse 2, it says, Of all the nations of the earth, you have I known. Therefore, I will judge you for all your transgressions. So there is a nation on this earth that is going through extra curses, if you will, because they are his elite, his chosen. He said, since I opened up the Red Sea and I did this for you, I rained down manna from heaven, and I did all of these wonderful things for Israel, and I made you a people, and I brought you and gave you a land and made you famous, and all these things I've done for you. If you don't pass down your heritage from generation to generation and tell all the good things I did and, and pass down the laws to your generation after generation after generation and how to live and what to eat and what to wear, if you don't pass down the true culture of me, you will have it harder than any other nation. And that is why we're in America in the first place. If you don't know that, Arlene, and Purcell, if he's back, if you don't have that one understanding you might be successful but you're going to always be insecure with your relationship with the father because you feel like he's just picking on us sure once we apply the principles of god we get whatever we want but you won't understand why we went through in the first place it's like everybody else cannot go through all this crap but we got to go through extra stuff and then when of course when we apply the principles of god we're blessed but why you got to go through in the first place this revelation 
can be dealt with in depth if you would do two things, family and friends. We're going to make it real simple for you. Go to Google and type in two phrases, blog talk radio, five smooth stones, and just go down the list of all the shows we've done, to the, and you will see what we've talked many times about the Israelites or the Jews. Whenever you see that term, Israelite or Jews, click on the show, and we go into this in, in, in depth. I talk about it a lot. It's one of the five topics. That's why we call it five smooth stones, five topics we talk about all the time. Again, I'm going to make it simple. I'm not going to give a lot of links. I, I, I'm changing up right now on the fly. I'm not going to give you links. I'm just simply saying, if you will go to Google and type in Blog Talk Radio, Five Smooth Stones, you will get our website on Blog Talk Radio, and you just simply go down. We've done over 20 shows talking about who are the true people of the Bible and why it is important. Okay? So that is going to cover identity. Arlene, i got just a few more. We can wrap this show up, okay? I don't know what's okay. going on with Purcell, but I know I know he was at work uh, at this time of the night, and so yeah. it may be some it may be challenging for him. I want to deal really okay. briefly with family conflicts, Arlene. Family conflicts within our youth okay. has a lot to do with a lot of foster children, and I know this is rush job, but still, I I don't underestimate the spirit and what he can do to URI with regards to this topic. But what do you have to say to a lot of young people whose father is not there, mother is not there? dysfunction, dysfunctional homes left and right, what do you have to say to them? Well, what, what I would have to say to them basically would be the same thing that, you know, I would have gotten from scriptures. Uh, for those who have mothers and fathers, there's a scripture in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2 that says, honor your father and mother so that it will go well with you and you'll have, your days will be long on the earth. And for those who don't have mothers and fathers, God has promised, uh, I think it's in the Old Testament, I had a scripture that says that, uh, oh, it's Psalm 68, 5. God is a father to the fatherless. He has promised to care for those whose parents are not with them or not caring for them. And as we talked earlier, when we talked about church and how church is for people that believe in God, people who don't believe in God need to be introduced to him. They need to know him. They need to know that he is that father figure. He's the ultimate father, that his love is a, a love that just it's hard to imagine. And if you can engage in a relationship with him, then you won't even miss the parent issue. You know, if you don't have parents, if you're in a foster home, you know, hopefully what you can have happen is God can put people in your path that will be mentors to you, men and women, that will teach you things about how to become a young man, how to grow up to be a young lady, you know, how to uh, better yourself, to get your education and how to live your life. Uh, what Purcell said earlier is what people need is structure. And the structure goes like this. It's God at the top. Okay, if, if you're forming a pyramid, it's God at the top, okay, and the, and the points at the, on the sides could be you and whatever family you have or uh, role models that you have in your family, but everything should, uh, everything should point to God. Everything should come from God. What we're doing today is a lot of people are making up their own rules, right is based on what's right for me, right is based on what's right for you. Well, see, that's no way to live because what's right for me is wrong for you. What's right for you is wrong for me. 
So if we both say, well, we're going to do what's right according to God and his word, there you go. then we're working in unison. We're working in harmony. We have what's called structure. You know, we're aligned perfectly with him. So that way it gives a lot of order to what I'm doing and what you're doing, and we're not going to conflict and contrast each other as much. So I think that's one of the things that we need to learn is to be in relationship with God. Let him direct. Let him be in charge. He's going to direct the whole thing, your individual life, my individual life, individual life of someone else, and we're all going to work in conjunction to his plan. And he has promised, because he's a good father, that he's going to work things for our good. He created us with a purpose, and he wants us to achieve it. He wants us to just follow his plan. That's how easy it is if we all would just say, you're in charge. Let's follow him. That would be the best way to live our lives, and that would be the best way to order our family structure, regardless of who's there, who's not there, if it's blended or whatnot. Good point. Good point, good point. And family, you know, and friends, let me just say this again. Uh, I so appreciate Arlene for coming on. And I, I'm going to, she, you know, we, Arlene has early, gets up early, so I'm going to let her go. And I just want to say to you, Arlene, uh, we may have to do a part two to this because I think you and Priscilla did a very good job. Um, and I appreciate the callers tonight as well. But I just really want to get that young people's voice in this mix. So I think what I'm going to yeah. do, in all fairness to them, is I'm going to try to do a part two to this. And I did mention this to you already. Okay. But maybe, I don't know if you can be a part of the part two or not, but I just want you to know you're invited. We're going to try to do a part two because I've still got things I want to hit. I want to talk more about the health. I want to talk more about the identity. I didn't want to rush it like that, but but it is very true. If someone can simply, uh, uh, a little noise off, if someone could uh, simply Google uh, five smooth songs, they would be able to get a whole lot of information on the idea if they're really serious about it. But we still have yet to cover the health aspect. We don't want to rush through that. We want to talk more about economics that didn't hit Trump at all, which I think pretty much the young people got the proper understanding on Trump. But I still want to just officially really talk about it and, and, and really address some things. So, listen, Arlene, do you think you'd be interested yes. in doing a part two? I know I'm putting you on the spot, uh, but you think? I would be interested because I do have some points that I didn't get a chance to hit. Okay. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to go ahead and thank you for coming to the show and let you go right now. And I'll talk. Okay. I'll just finish up here. So finish go ahead if you want to tell everybody goodbye. I really appreciate it. Go ahead if you want to. Bye, everyone. Have a blessed evening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. All right, thank you very much. And that was Arlene and uh, Purcell. I think he was on a muted line. I don't can't hear him talking, so I, I'm pretty sure he had some issues. I know he uh, sent me. Um, trust me, Purcell has issues with his phone. But anyway, uh, thank him for coming on. And what we're gonna do, family and friends, because uh, because of his drop line, his phone. Well, let me tell you what happened, Purcell phone. His phone actually got ran over by a car. <laughs> so can you believe that? Her cell phone is really damaged. So he's out of commission, and uh, he called on someone else's phone. I guess they must have needed it or something. So that's what happened. Things do happen. But anyway, we're going to do a part two, folks, and it'll be not 
next week because next week we'll pick up with the Douglas Kennedy Family and Friends Network. It'll be the following week we'll do a part two. And on this show, I will make it my business to invite a lot of you to be possibly a part of the panel even uh, or for sure on the call line. Uh, So that's who we're trying to reach out to. But nevertheless, I do plan on taking this, like I said, this show and and put this in place, this link strategically in uh, chat rooms and our, our social networks where people can actually get this information because what was said today won't be repeated in part two. And we said a lot of good things. So listen, I'm going to wrap this show up going to go ahead and wrap this show up, but I just thought everyone did a good job talking about economics, talking about um, identity for sure, family conflicts, all did a very good job on that. We definitely made it clear about homosexuality, and we talked a lot about Arlene and our uh, our guest caller, uh, Suzette, talked about uh, the whole social Facebook thing, because a lot of young people need to put some need some wisdom there. They really need some wisdom there. So uh, they was able to share some things there. So anyway, again, part two coming in two weeks. Two weeks, folks, not next week. Next week on the 21st will be the Douglas County Family Friends Network. And uh, Darling and the crew and everybody will be doing another family show. And then on the 28th of March, we'll pick up with part two. And I'll hopefully have Purcell back and maybe some other guests and for sure some young people. So anyway, that's what's happening that's what's happening. Again, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you, those those of you in the chat room and I'm still on the phone lines. Thank you. I really appreciate y'all supporting the Five Smooth Stone uh, station. I really appreciate that. Love every single one of you. Love every single one of you, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. I'm going to go ahead and, and, and sign off here with a song that I think would really bless you if you will just listen, just listen, because truly this is uh, a song that would really uh, make us grateful. So you can't miss this last song. Play it. This is Luther Barnes, God's Grace. Good night.